Thank you for joining the News for the Culture podcast. It's your boy, Bam. It's your boy, Wallace. And today we got our special guest today. Joining, how you doing, bro? Hey, man, it's good, bro. I'm good, man. How y'all boys doing? Man, we We're chill acting over here, man. We living life. Like, That's what's up. Living. There we go. Okay, cool. You know, I'm over here. Hey, man, we got motherfucking triple-digit heats out here. Heat out here in California, bro. It's a, the high today was 109 degrees, bro. <laughs> bro, that's what I told you last year. Bro, I went out for a jog this morning. I left the house at 8. It was already like 90 degrees, dog. That shit Sheesh. was fucking crazy. Sheesh. Yeah, well, how, do y'all, how do you adapt to the weather? Like, how, like, do you just stay home? I mean, we're already in quarantine, but do you just stay home all day or just like... Like, like a lot of times it is, you know, like the temperature shit, like don't really start going down until like the sun go down. So like, you know, I try to get out and like walk and shit or either go take a jog or something. And it'd be like six o'clock and it still be like, you know, like 99 degrees and shit like that. But it's just different. Like when you go up down south, it's like all that humidity and shit. And it ain't this shit here. It just be like dry ass heat in the motherfucking sun. Like, bro, in the summertime, we ain't even get, we don't even get clouds. That's why this shit was so motherfucking crazy because it was like, damn, like, that, so what had happened was it's like they had like a, a tropical system in the Pacific, right? And you know, a, a hurricane and shit don't really be hitting California. But this, this, this was a hurricane that kind of died out, but it carried all the way to the Pacific. Like, bro, I'm telling you, in California, bro, after like April, like, we don't get rain until like December. Like, I'm talking That's about like, you know, clouds in the sky, like, in the valley. I'm talking about in the valley. In the valley, and even outside. The and valley, you got to describe to us what is the valley, because we don't know. I'm, we're on the okay. East Coast. So, like, you know, like, um, like a valley is, like, typically, like, area in between, like, mountains and shit, right? So, like, okay. um, so, like, the va- we, what, what, what I say in, we call it, they call that shit the Central Valley, right? And so, like, to the east of it is the Sierra Nevada mountain range, right? To the north of that shit is like the Cascade Mountains and shit that go all the way through Canada and shit like that. And then to the south of it, that's like SoCal, like that's like where like the, the like the Mojave Desert is, where LA is, all that type of shit. And to like the the east, the west of it is like where San Francisco is. But like in order to get there, you gotta like go through these hills and shit like that. And so like the valley is like everything. And so like when you hear people talk about like Sacramento, Stockton, Fresno, Modesto, Bakersfield, like all them kind of cities and shit like that. Like all them cities be in the valley and shit like that. And so like outside the valley, like if you going to like San Francisco or you going to LA or some shit, like like you know like bro, if I go to San Francisco right now, it's like sixty degrees there, sixty five degrees. Oh, like, oh yeah, bro. Like it don't it don't get no hotter than like 75, 80 degrees at most over here, bro. I'm Wait, like, so, I either. yeah. I do want to know: Is California like make it seem like it's on like how it is on TV? Like how we describe culture in like different parts of California? It's different, like because it's like I so like I, I explain that shit like this: like down south, bro. Like we have like like when it, I'm, I'm talking about like specifically when it comes to black people. Like down south, like we got like this uh like like we have like a stronger identity of like who we are because it's always been like us versus white people and it's been like that for like you know centuries or whatever so like we have like a, a stronger identity of like a stronger like black identity like this is who we are this is what we do you know yada 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 like we're black you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. out here is different because the black people they don't like you know like so like you go to Baton Rouge, like north like from florida boulevard on north is all black people you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't got no white people out there. Like, North Baton Rouge is all black. You know, we grew up around each other. Like, 
you can be in North Baton Rouge and like, you know, you can go like a week without seeing a white person if you st- like you stay in like that part of the city. You know what I'm saying? Like, but in California, like the hoods ain't like that. Like you, like it ain't just black people in the hood. Like it's Mexican people in the hood. It's Polynesian people in the hood. It's other poor Asian people in the hood. And so like, you know what I'm saying? The black people out like out here, like it feel like they ain't got like that same sense of like, yo, like we black, like we like you know like that kind of same like yo, like this is us type feeling like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they be like, like, you know, I came out here and shit, like, niggas be out here letting their fucking Mexican friends call them nigga and everything. I'm like, man, what the fuck wrong with you? Right. Well, you, you can't fight them all, man. Like, they grow up saying, like, no, that's because y'all niggas let them grow up saying that shit. <laughs> exactly. I'm fucked up, man. But yeah, so, um, I had to call out a couple Mexicans for doing that shit at work. I'm like, uh uh-huh, bro, uh-huh, you ain't saying that. You, you ain't about to call me, though, nigga. We, we can swing this shit out right now. We'll both lose our motherfucking job around this bitch. Hey, bro, you want to hear something crazy? So I see my homeboy this weekend. My home, my homeboy dark skin like me, so and I, I ain't seen him in some years. So uh-huh. come find out, I seen him. He got a Mexican girl. So they, oh, got, three, they got three kids to each other. Bro, I, I I swear to God, like you know, I don't mean I don't like I couldn't even like I seen the kids and I couldn't. I was like, damn, these kids, these these your kids, you feel me? I hear the kids right. calling him daddy and stuff. I was like, bro, that her Mexican jeans out powered his black jeans. He got three. Damn, kids. that's the first time I didn't ever see heard of some shit like that, bro. I ain't never seen nothing like that. I'm like, are these your adopted kids, bro? Like, cause I can't even tell. And the youngest one is like probably like one years old she calling him daddy i was like bro tell me these your kids i'm like yo i ain't never like you can't even tell they black you know they'll go yeah. around telling my daddy black you feel me but yeah you look at them they look like george lopez you feel me oh shit hey what am i one of my, one one of my day ones, he got like kids with a Mexican girl. And I had brought up like this real, like, I felt like it was a real good, like, like discussion or question. Like, I was like, yo, think about this shit. Cause out here, like, that's like a real big thing. Like, Mexican women, like, really kind of like, 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 black men really love Mexican women. I heard that. Their families don't, and that's, a, and that's another thing. Like, out here, like, black men legit be out here trying to date everybody but black women. So you got some single partners and shit. And they Where do you think that stems from, though? Where do you think that shit coming from? Racism, bro. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, nah. So like, I was gonna say like, one thing. I was yeah. gonna say one thing. I did notice that, like, being in the DMV, um, like I do see like interracial. I'm not trying to like, dating or anybody that's dating outside the race, but I do see like it more prominent up here. And I kind of I'm wondering like where did that stem from, like. Like the premise of it, I'm like, is it like an anti-black sentiment like that exists? Is it more because you know people are just growing up in more, I want to say diverse community, but communities where not where they're probably the only black people. Um, I hear different stories. I had a friend or I knew somebody that lived in Cali, and it was like, you know, I grew up with nothing but Asian people, so I grew attraction to only Asian men. Um, I kind of like to see like, okay, while, while I'm here, I'm just like. You know, there's a lot of transplants. There's a lot of people that move here. I'm trying. I'm curious, like, why is inter like being from the south, like interracial dating is kind of like doesn't really happen like that. It's like it's taboo. It's more taboo. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like it's like it's non-existent. Like you know, we try to have right. more on, but I think up here, just like even if it's not even like 
you can tell it's not even, you can tell like a conservative white man would have a black uh-huh. man. It's just like, to me, it's just like, my main concern is not even just like, you know, them Danny, it's like, is your agency centered or is it even realized in those relationships? It's like, if you're a black woman dating a white man or white man dating, um, or black woman, or no, black woman, a white woman dating a black man or, you know, white man dating a black man and vice versa, is your agency centered in those relationships? That's the only thing I want to tell them, like, you know, or do you have to erase your um, agency? So when you- Right, yeah. How that's, that's- big and mess, um, big with like blacks and Mexicans. I'm just like wondering, is it like the same thing? Like, is it because like they happen to like, like each other? Is it because of anti-blackness? Um, and what does that entail in, in total? That's my biggest, I guess, question. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess that would be like, I, I don't know if I'm the person to answer this since like, I mean, you know, I ran around a little bit, but like, for me, it was always like, well, I'm going to end up with a black woman. Like, I don't know. But like, um, for other people, I, I, and I would say it is a little bit of that. It is a little bit like what I say, like anti-blackness. Like, I don't know if y'all remember, like, Stephon Clark got killed out here, man. And people went dug his tweets up. He had all types of shit to say about Black women and, and how you can never be with one. Matter of fact, yeah, that, nigga brother, that nigga brother came to the motherfucking protest and got in there and was with the same shit. Niggas, nigga, we out here with you, all these black people out here protesting in front of the VA office. You know what I'm saying? After your brother got killed, his, his brother walked up to a group of black women and started talking about why he can never be one. Wow. And it was all like stupid shit. You know, like, and even Stephon Clark, like you go, you look at them tweets and shit. He up there talking about because like he had a baby and his baby was like an Asian lady or some shit. Um, and so like I think that it do play a part in it. And one time I went out with one of my partners and shit, and like they had some other dudes at the club that we was talking to, and like the nigga was talking about how he, how he can never be with a black woman and all this other type of shit, and how he like Indian women and like not like uh not like Native American Indian. I'm talking about like people from like the subcontinent and shit like that. So I mean. Like you said, uh, WKC, like, is it a situation where, like, they grow up around each other and, like, you know, like, yeah, but it, it does, does, does uh, anti-blackness play a part in their preference? I'm sure it does. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do it, like, do I have to go to everybody and be like, oh, well, why, why don't you like black women? Or, or do you like, you know? Nah, but just based on, like, how shit is in America with, like, race and colorism and everything like that, I feel like it's safe to make that assumption. Um, what I was, what I had brought up was this, like, with the the the, the new like kind of wave of like like these Mexican women having kids with these black dudes, like, you would assume that like you know, just Shit, like, right, you know, right, right. yeah, but like I think like just my my thing is like just like with a lot of black women that have kids like when you're young and shit, and like if for whatever reason the father is not in the kid's life, then like it brings up like because it's like okay. If a black kid got a daddy and the daddy ain't in the kid life and shit like that, the family gonna accept the kid because the kid black, the family black, the daddy yada, yada, you know what I'm saying? But we know like Mexicans are racist. You know what I'm saying? Not like not like white racist, but like, you know, like they, they have their anti-black too. A lot of them yeah. are. You know, like yeah. my uh I knew somebody and like one time she was telling me like uh, yo, like there's like a saying in Spanish that when it comes to interracial dating, and it's like date to make the race better. And they were essentially saying, like, like she was saying, my mom was telling me this shit, and like, if you date interracial, date white people because it'll make the race better. And she was like, yeah, I've heard that same thing in the Caribbean. Yeah, you right. Yeah. 
And so my thing was like, okay, so like, can you imagine if a Mexican woman have a kid with a black dude? And for whatever reason, the black dude not in the kid life. And you gotta like, so her family is Mexican and she, they already mad cause she dating a black dude or she had a baby with a black dude, not a Mexican dude. You know what I'm saying? And so like, you have this kid that grow up around like Mexican family members, but that don't, they don't see him as Mexican. They see him as black. And then his whole community is like, you know, like Mexican or it's like a mix or whatever, but like he's never really accepted by the community that he grow up in because he's not Latinx, like he's black. You feel me? Yeah, like Cubans, Cubans do the same thing, you know. They don't say they black. If they could be dark as me or darker, uh, like, I'm not cute. I am not black, I am Cuban. You feel me? And Wallace could talk about it, you feel me? Because yeah. um, Wallace, you have Cubans, so you could you could talk about that side of that. I, but I've seen it and witnessed it and experienced it, you feel me? So I've yeah, seen it. Oh, go ahead, continue my fault. No, 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 you go, you good, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think one of the biggest things in like the Bad community. I remember just talking about like the Panama. There's just a term kind of like called like misty, misty. Um, I forgot how to say it, but it's kind of like the idea of color blindness. Um, that they don't really talk about color, even though they have these rinse, um, racist sentiments. Like, and this is pre, um, pre, um, prevalent in the Latin community. Um, even like the idea of uh, anti-blackness is not really talked about. Or yeah. You know, expanded upon it's like different would come down to racism in um, I guess in Western society or white societies where you know uh-huh. when you're and I, sometimes as a black person in those um, communities you have to kind of like ignore your blackness or you don't really accept it because you're like okay you know I'm expanding this is you either have to put certain identities first you're like okay mm-hmm. yeah. Like, yeah it was my main struggle going up just in Miami I'm like at times I'm like okay my mom's born in Cuba do I do I expect it at the end of the day like um am I that am I is this who, who I am or do I accept my identity or do I just call myself Haitian or do I call myself American or where do I and more to make things that made it more difficult for me is that I don't speak Spanish I don't, speak right. Asian, I don't speak French, so it's like I have no. <laughs> like, it's just like you know. You are bald. Yeah, it's just like it's like okay, where do I fit in? I'm not, I'm not American enough. It's like it's it's weird, especially um, you can tell like even you don't meet some of that in the Hispanic community that's not extreme like anti-black. There's some level of anti-blackness where where they're talking about your hair, um, you know you know, nappy hair or, you know, certain things like that, or, you know, black culture using words like ratchet or, you know, ghetto yeah. or stuff like that, looking down on, like, things that stem from black ontology and stuff like that. It's, like, just little things um, like that. And, you know, I, I usually just find it, like, you know, I want to say interesting, but just seeing how racism is performed. Mic- microaggressions. Yeah, it's small like... Little, small little yeah. microaggressions. And uh, speaking of which... To that white man who drove by me last week while I was waiting on my food and yelled nigga at me, I hope your mama get HIV, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I, 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 it's crazy over there, man. I, I just hear, I hear all type of stories, bro. You feel me? I hear all type of stories. It's like, I remember somebody I met from Cali told me that, like, 
some parts is openly racist. And then I think I had asked you in the chat, you know, you had said like, yeah, some parts is openly racist, then some parts is like passively racist. So yeah, I call this shit Alabama, dog. Yeah, man, yeah, that's yeah, how you so describe it. I, uh, what had happened was when I I had ordered some food on my way home from work, and uh, I'm sitting outside. You know, you can't go in the store and shit. Everything quarantining and you know everything like that. So I'm sitting outside with a bunch of people. We all waiting on our shit. I'm like reading like they menu. Somebody rolled by, rolled down the window, say nigger, and they drive off. All these other white people like, oh my god, I've, this never happened. I've never seen it. I was like, welcome to my life. They were like, oh, oh, uh, you're such a sweet person, David. We're on your side. I was like, in my you head, ask them like, they gonna do that. <laughs> hey, hey, in my my head, main I thing, like, y'all ain't on my side because I want reparations. Don't talk about you on my side until you start talking about some motherfucking reparations. All right, like I don't want to hear. Yeah, my main thing about that is just like I want to say, are you doing this out of white guilt or are you really about this action about like making changes? Come like. If y'all really about this action, why the fuck is Joe Biden? <laughs> hey, right, yeah. it's dominated. Like, well, how how do we get a world of Trump or Joe Biden? Like, are y'all really about this action, or are you just saying this to appease? That's my main critique about liberals, specifically white liberals. Is like, do you really give a fuck, or you right, don't want right. to seem seem like um, a person that is racist, like? Regardless, of what I think, regardless, I think all white people are racist. It's not even just like I don't yeah, view racism as a sentiment. It's more of a just like a philosophical mind yeah, no, framework. So it's just like it's just like for you to say whenever I hear a white person say I'm not racist, I'm like you are racist. You just don't know how you're racist. Yeah, like, even yeah. when a guy, it's just like even as a, as guys, we we were like oh we're not misogynist. I'm like. You probably understand how yeah. misogynist you are. So, like, I'll, so admit, I do want, yeah, I'll admit, nigga, right here is a little bit misogynist. Hey, man, you know. And don't hey, worry man. about it, bro. You know, someone like that. <laughs> hey, you hear me? Hey, don't worry about it. Hey, man. No, it's just like you just have to work on it. Just keep, hold yourself accountable, work on You're it. You're right. Body. You're right. Hey, man, I just wanted to let you know, brother, I, uh, I called Rabbi Goldberg before I got on here, and I told him I was going to be on real Hebrew radio, so. Ain't no anti-Semitic shit coming out here, you know, because we the real semi-people. I'm going to go old Nick Cannon on that ass. I do, I do want to ask about your history about, like, protesting. You know, we're both socialists. We're both on love. So I want to I talk about, like, you know, one, about – your view on protesting, your background around it, also, um, what brought you to the left? Uh, yeah, man, I've been, like, protesting for, like, years, bro. Like, I think, I want to say, like, the first, I did, like, a protest, like, back in college, bro, and it was, like, just a few people, right? So, like, um, niggas had went back to BR. It was me and my, one of my exes, and we had went back to BR and shit like that for, uh, for like, Thanksgiving, right? And, um, like, one of my, uh, I had, like, this friend uh, who uh, went to Southern with me. Because I had did a semester at Southern, even though I'm a Grambling State University graduate. heard me anyway. But, um, and so, like, she was a five percenter. And uh, my brother, oh, wow. yeah, my uh, my younger brother, he um he had, did, like, this protest on Southern campus. And they had took a picture. And this big, this nigga was, like, in the middle of the picture with his arms linked and shit, walking across the bridge and shit like that. And so she had hit me up and was like, Yo, like we trying to say it's like this Black Friday protest at the mall. She was like, man, give me your brother number so I can invite him. I was like, well, shit, you got the real nigga right here. You know what I'm saying? My brother was trying to get some pussy that night, so he wasn't even trying to go. So I was like, man, look, I'm here. 
my Cowboys and already lost and shit like that. I'm like, I'm ready to do this shit. And, um, and yeah, man, so we had went there and shit. We had, they had made some signs and stuff. Nigga was marching through the mall and shit like that. Motherfucking sign. Hell, hey, niggas, hey, niggas was coming up to me. Hey, man, where I get some signs from? Hey, man, let me get a sign and shit. And then, hey, and the police rolled up. And the niggas was like, hey, y'all can't be here. Y'all got to get out of here. Get out of here. So the niggas followed us into the parking lot and shit, threatening to arrest us and stuff. Like, they, they legit, like, like, we had to start taking pictures and shit. And then the niggas like, get the fuck out of here. Like, they were mad, dog. And so, like, because that was like, that was like my, but ever since then, like, I just been like, I just been part of them shits, dog. Like, Alton Sterling got killed. I was a part of that shit. I, like, protested for months with the Stephon Clark shit. Just, just different shit. I, I got arrested one time. Um, they had killed us on a bridge and shit, and they arrested, like, 85 of us, dog. But, oh, shit. Know, and, bro, I had got arrested right next to a journalist, bro. So, me and this nigga was just like, hey, we was just, like, sitting down. And it was this white dude, and we was just, like, sitting down and talking and shit. But they ended up dropping the charges and shit like that on everybody because, like, once the word got out that they arrested journalists and shit, they, like, they made it look bad. The mayor had to come out. And that was liberal-ass, man. That's from, that's from, hey, hey, who was talking about little? It, it, it was you, WKC, huh? Yeah, bro. Bro, <laughs> California, like, is with that same bullshit. It be these liberal-ass mayors and city councils that be doing niggas the worst. Oh. The mayor, the mayors get up, the mayor get up there, oh yeah, you know, we don't want to set the counter example. We're we're arresting press and that it's like you mad about the press? You were arresting 80 some other niggas for peacefully protesting. And we yes. didn't no shit. You know what we did? We said fuck this shit. We're gonna go protest in the rich white neighborhoods. And so we showed up at that motherfucker at like nine o'clock at night in the rich white neighborhoods and we started protesting and shit. Niggas ain't break no shit. Niggas ain't knock no, niggas ain't even knock no trash cans down, bruh. And the niggas came and they kettled us, bro. They was like, this is an unlawful protest. We was like, fuck you, like these aisle streets, woo doo. And then they all protests unlawful. You say what? No, I say, is it all protests supposed to be unlawful? That's one of the it's, That's it's civil <laughs> disobedience. That's the point of the shit, right? Right. Like, but um, yeah, and I, I, I don't want to make this clear. I, I just want to say this shit, and maybe I shouldn't. But the Black Lives Matter people who was there and shit who called the protest when they saw the motherfucking police coming not coming and shit, instead of being instead of being like, okay, well, let's use our experience to make sure we get these people out of here and back to the because the protest is almost over by the time like. Hundreds of officers start showing up. Instead of saying like, "Oh, we're gonna use our experience and shit like that, and we're gonna help niggas get up out of here," them niggas ran. Them niggas I, ran. So when we all got arrested and shit, them motherfuckers was Facebook living from the other side of the police cars and shit. Like, oh, it's just fucked up. Like, you see how they do it? We was peacefully protesting. Now they arrested us. It's like, bitch, why you ain't getting arrested with us? Why you on Facebook live with this shit? Right. You yeah, know. man. Um. But uh, do anything was, to uh, yeah, the shit that pulled me to the left, dog, is like I like, man, I, I'll never forget when the when the financial crash happened in two thousand eight. I want to say I was like a junior or a senior in high school, like I was like a junior or something like that. And um, I just remember my dad just being like, "You see this, Dave?" And I was like, "Huh?" He was like, "You see this? Like this crash happened?" I was like, "Yeah." Like, what's going on? He was like, "Capitalism not work." He's like, "It shit don't work." <laughs> and like you know, like my dad, he—I mean—he kind of owned his own little thing or whatever. And he was always like, "Oh, like you know, economics is a big thing." And he went back to school and tried to get his MBA and shit like that. And, but um, you know, like he was just like capitalism, like it's not working. 
And then like ever since then, like I remember I remember being in class like the like the next year, like in my history class, talking to one of my partners, and I was like, bro, like why ain't we like learning nothing about communism? And I remember him like joking and shit and telling the teacher, he was like, uh, Davis a communist, can we report him to the government? And like everybody in the class just started laughing and shit. And uh like I don't like ever since then I had just got interested in it, bro, and then like going to college and shit, and, like, I just, you know, I was, like, around, like, a bunch of, like, rise and grind kind of niggas, and I was like, yo, like, this shit ain't right. And then it just, it just yeah, bro, it just started happening, bro. And I just started listening to different people talking shit like that, and I was like, okay. Like, you know, like, I, I was like, okay, like, it's obvious, like, propaganda going on in this country and shit like that. Like, I just feel like capitalism is just so hard to defend. Like, it's so hard. When you look at the totality of everything, it's just really like, look, like legit. We had motherfucking fires and shit in the Amazon because niggas needed to cut down like more trees and shit to have more land to fucking do um animal husbandry so we can have more meat and shit for people. So it's just like, yo, like it's like all a lot of this bad shit that be happening be happening because of cat. And it's so like for me, it's just like okay, that shit is in, like indefensible. And it's like, yo, it's not only that, but it's like when you look at everything, it's just like, yo, like. What it's like, you know, like when you look at like some type of socialism or anything, it's like, okay, means and modes of production control, you know, democratically. And it's just like, that shit makes sense. Like to me, it's like, yo, we would never accept a king or a dictator. Well, I like at least outright. I'm not saying we would never, because obviously niggas accepted Trump. He's trying to be something like that. And it ain't even just him, it's been a lot of them. But, um, you know, like, I just feel like in our civil society, we would never, like, accept a dictator or a king or some shit like that. And so I'm like, well, fuck it. Niggas spend most of their time at work. So you mean to tell me you wouldn't accept a king or a dictator in your civil society, but you would accept one at work where you spend most of your damn adult life at? So, yeah, I, I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a lot, bro. And, like, niggas can talk about this shit forever and a day, but... Yeah, I'm on the left, bro. That shit started like around like high school, like the end of high school, revved up in college and shit like that. And um, yeah, I, I, I've been like this for a little minute, and uh, I just don't, I don't, I don't really see myself. And you know, I'm not saying that like I, I think that black people should own their own businesses. I just think it should be democratically controlled. That's all I'm saying. Bro. I, I, I'm for black people. Own, I'm, I'm, a, I'm for black people own their own business. I'm a black separatist. Like, I even think, like, yo. What? Yeah, bro. Like, at this point, like, even it's like, even if even if everything that I wanted happened, you know, we had, like, this this revolution, and we cut the motherfucking heads off of niggas like Obama and Trump and all, and we did all that shit. I would want to be separate from white people. I don't trust them. They've never given us any reason to show us that even in a fair, like, a more fair society that they wouldn't fuck us over. So I think that, like, if any, like, if all my dreams came true, like, we should be like, hey, look, we want to go out, we want to have our own shit and go out separate ways to do shit for ourselves because we've been with y'all for both hundred years or whatever the fuck, and the shit just ain't worked out. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like, we want to, we want to do our own shit over here on the other ask, side. Let me ask you a follow-up question to that. I I like the logic, you know, you're going with it. You know who else is like that too? We um we me and him had the conversation. I think he was our first guest, Akuna. That would be in the uh-huh. chat. Yeah. You know, so he like when we talk about that, we say like, yo, black people have um their idea of success is their proximity to whiteness. You feel me? Yeah. And we gotta do like a whole overthrow. You feel me? We gotta go to war. And mm-hmm. 
we got to go to war with them if we want to, like, you know, get our own, you feel me? Because, you know, they always have that report that come out mm-hmm. that the black dollar is, like, you know, it's like a when they come, when they, like, gather the data for black wealth in America, it could be mm-hmm. its own country. And mm-hmm. so, so, like, you know, saying that you're a black separatist and, you know, you're willing to go to war with these white people, you feel me? And so my thing is like this. So what you thought about what Cat Williams said? Cat, that tweet from Cat Williams, you saw that shit today? Uh-uh. What did he say? He was saying that um, he said in the tweet that's going, that's making round, it said, Cat uh, said, all right, white people, you know, for 400 years, you've been waiting for black people to revolt, but we, uh, we better people than that. You know, we don't got time for that. And I'm paraphrasing. He said, we don't have, he basically said, we don't have time for that. You need, you guys got to get on our level. I think um, the girl Q had posted it uh, or Belly in the chat. But so I want to, I want to get your thoughts on that. Cause that is been one of the um, running underlying themes from white people. They saying like, yo, they suspect black people, you know, they like, they suspecting a black revolt. That's why they killed Martin Luther King. That's why they killed um, Malcolm X. They didn't want a black messiah. And that's why they killed Frank Hampton. You feel me? They got this fear that black people gonna wake up one day and just, you know, Nate Turner they ass. You feel me? So Yeah, hey, this nigga's scared that we gonna do them like they did us. Right. Like back in high school, I was leaning towards conservatism. That's when um, Barack was going for his second term. Um, for presidents, I was just like, you know, these liberals are crazy. Like, I was strictly like a financial person, so I was just like, all these proposals is gonna run on country drive, blah 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 blah. Got into business school, like, you know, got to college, started studying business. I was like, you know what, capitalism isn't sustainable. Like, just me just looking at the numbers, I'm like, yo, like, this is this isn't sustainable for like a society. This in long term isn't sustainable. Um, and then as, after a couple of years, also I became anti-capitalist. Um, and I was just like, I was like, I'm just reading about socialism. I started reading about it. Then one time I went to Haiti and I just seen like how capitalism was literally affecting the world outside of America. I was just like, yo, like, and just seeing like how wealth is like super divided in Haiti. I was just like, let me start reading Communist Manifesto. Read the Communist Manifesto the whole thing. And I was like, this shit makes sense. Like this shit make exact sense. Right. Like decentralized wealth, decentralized like like power. Let people like have a dictatorship of what you call it to work. Yeah, like it's just like all this shit makes sense. Like if you talk about it to any capitalist, that's why I always tell Bam like I'm gonna turn you to a cap um, a communist. I'm like <laughs> if you understand like the very root of communism, you'd be like. So you mean all workers have ownership of everything? Like you'd be like, what? There's no need of the state. You're like, what? Like this is shit yeah. that a lot of conservatives want, but they don't realize it because they hear a lot about red scare. They hear a lot of right. propaganda, and it's like, oh, they think like the state is trying to take over. That's not what socialism or communism is. It's just like, yo, the people. It's a literally uh, empowering all working class people. People are working. Um, right. Have you, uh, WKC, have you met, like, uh, ANCAPs, like, those kind of white anarchist capitalists? That shit kind of crazy, right? It's like, they're like anarchists, but, like, they believe in, like, private property and, like, oh, this is, like, they, like, anarcho-capitalists. And it's, so it's like the opposite of an- ANCOMs, like, anarcho-communists. Like, right. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with that. Anarchists sometimes, kind of, especially white anarchists, because it's not even about sometimes about fucking up the system. They just want to fuck up a system. Like, this one, like, tear shit up. So it's like... Uh, I'm cool with a couple white anarchists out here. Like, matter of fact, they got one out where I fuck with this Jewish dude, man. Uh, we are a member of this uh, group called IWALK. International, uh, it's like, incar- no, it's a incarcerated workers organizing committee so it's like this a uh, group that's like run by like incarcerated people like a, like a leftist group run by incarcerated people to like in like prison and like stuff like the prison slavery is what they call it i mean that's what prison is but you know like and he's an anarchist and like you know sometimes we have discussions and sometimes i understand our anarchism but at the same time i think that like you know being like um 14 percent of the population I kind of feel like anarchism is more for white people because when you only 14% of the population, like you need to organize. Like I listened to Stokely Carmichael the other night or Kwame Tour or whatever you want to call him. And uh, you know, one of the things he was saying, and, and this is what I was saying all about these protests and shit. Cause I was like, yo, like you got a lot of niggas getting out there and shit. And I, I ain't with all that. Oh, I go out here and I take pictures and put it on Instagram. I, I ain't that kind of nigga. Cause a lot of niggas just getting out here just to do that shit. This right, so they, right. Years, just so their kids, twenty years from now, oh, look, I, I was out there protesting this shit. When you ain't and you ain't doing no organization, you ain't did a goddamn thing. You heard me? So like, this is the main thing that people all forget about pro, um, protests. It's like it's kind of like it's also a recruitment thing. Just saying that, uh, not even to cut you off. It's like if you're not joining an organization after a protest. What? Why are you continuing to work? Like, I'm not trying to like diss people who show, who are not knowledgeable about it, but it's just like there's certain people who just like, if you're there for a photo op, please don't come. Like, this yeah, is like, I think niggas gotta understand. Thing. You gotta, yeah, you gotta be willing to take it a step. Like that's what that's what that's what Stokely was saying. He was like, it's easy to mobilize our people. It's a serious task to organize them. And you know, I don't know if y'all know about Stokely, but he was a member of SNCC, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. And he yeah, was saying, yeah, he was saying that like that was one of the issues they had with the Southern Christian leadership and Martin Luther King and them. He was like, we was in Mississippi and shit trying to, in Alabama trying to organize niggas. They would hear that Martin Luther King was showing up. Niggas would show up when MLK was showing up. He would like, you know, like rattle the people and inspire them and be there. And shit, but he would only be there for a short amount of time. So it's like King show up, he get depressed. Niggas start donating to him. Niggas come out when he there and shit like that, and he gone. And then what? You know what I'm saying? So Stokely was like, yo, like, we got to start organizing these people. You know what I'm saying? It's easy for, like, you to go out with Martha King coming, listen to his speech, protest and shit. But if you're not organizing, like, against, like, that's why they created, like, that Lawrence County Black Panther Party. I don't know if y'all heard about that shit. But, yeah, like, I talk about that shit all the time. I talk yeah. about shit everybody. I've told exactly, about because it's like, Black Panther did not start in Cali. I told right, people yeah. Nah, yeah, that was Stokely in there, man. And, and you know, like, like hey, I said, we got to get the proper, yeah, get yeah. The proper due respect to a black woman who started it, Ella Baker. Mm-hmm. People don't talk. Hey, okay, we don't sound WKC, but yeah, yeah so, I usually uh, tell people like, we don't get black women they props. Like, she's literally one of the most influential protesters. Uh, she's supposed to be the Martin Luther King. She is the Mar- She is what we view as Martin Luther King, but we don't want to give right. her that credit. Like, she right. is the person that we should be worshiping. I don't believe in worshiping or celebrating or celebrating. You pay homage to it, though. You feel yeah, me? it's just like, I get it. I get it. You know, you, is, may, uh, you follow ideas who, and not people. That's what I was always taught. Exactly. Yeah, she is who we thought Martin Luther King is. Like, right, that's yeah. 
her work. So yeah, I'm gonna let you. I apologize for cutting you off. Go no, ahead. that's cool, man. I, I talk a lot, but yeah. So you know, what I'm saying it's just one of the things where it's like mobilizing and shit. That's the easy shit. On like organizing and shit. That's the hard shit because that's meeting and going to meetings and shit. You know, or right now going to Zoom chats and shit. That's showing up for events and shit. That's actually talking through problems and shit and figuring shit out. It's easy to show your ass up downtown at 9th Street with your damn camera phone and sit out there and scream for two hours. And I, like I said, I ain't knocking it because it, it plays part. But the hard, like I said, the hard shit is, is giving your $10 a month. It's, it's showing up to these fucking meetings. It's sitting at these goddamn tabling events. It's fucking giving these, this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a part of this organization called PSL. It's um, Party for Socialism and Liberation or whatever, right? And so, like, for Socialism and, uh, Socialism and Liberation. And so, like, we got, like, all these events. Like, right now, we got, like, uh, like a Kennedy course on, like, you know, uh, uh, women and oppression, China and shit. Niggas be doing shit like giving food to homeless people during the pandemic and shit like that. So, it's like, that's the type of shit that niggas need to be invested in. It's like if you, it's cool if you want to be doing all that processing and shit, but it's like there's another part of it. And the real change, like the deep change, is probably going to come from the other shit more than the protesting. Like, it's to be honest with you, because I mean, and obviously, like, you know, I'm a socialist and shit, so we believe in setting up dual structures and shit like that. You know, like, like so it's like right now, it's like, you know, like there's, there's, like, there's different views on how to deal with this shit, like this capitalism. You know, some people are like, are anarchists, like we were saying earlier. They like, yo, we just need like a violent overthrow of this shit. You know, some people are like, okay, well, look, we don't have to do it like that. We can set up dual structures like the Black Panthers did, like the, the Black Panther Party did, that can rival some of the capitalist structures to the point where like people use them so much that there's no need for the capitalist structures. So, for example, what I'm talking about is like, you see the Black Panthers in Oakland, they had like a breakfast uh, program and shit for kids. They had like wigs and shit like that. They had like uh, a program that would take you to prison and shit to visit your family members. Like programs that, like they had like a system that would take you to the hospital and shit like that. So it's like we can set up like these dual structures that rival some of the capitalist structures in our community to the point where people don't even fuck with them shits no more. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah, so I like think, I think the main issue with the whole and I and I and I get it, I can understand it um from the from that perspective. But I think, like, with anything, it's a money issue. I was like, even when we go back a little bit about MLK or, Martin, or Malcolm X, right? And yeah. so we know that the reason they was able to travel like that is because they had the um, Nation of Islam or they had the SCLC, right. you know, paying their lodging, mm-hmm. food, their clothes, and stuff like okay. that. You know, so I wanted to touch on that, like, you know, because yeah, y'all, both, y'all both socialists, and so I find it interesting. So Right now, to my knowledge, you know, there are three countries that are communists or are they really um, communists though? So let's huh? let's 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 say socialists or let or, or state capitals, but yeah, they, I, I wouldn't call them communists because like WKC say, like when you are communist, like you don't the, the state doesn't exist. Like that's right. real communism. It's the withering away of the state. But go ahead. But yeah, so okay. Use you, you know, even that and even that situation, like, you know, the state doesn't exist. Do we have any examples where that it, where we can see that these ideals have been successful? And, if, and then also on the same time, what I noticed, like just like in capitalism, there's going to be like this hierarchy amongst humans. Because, you know what I'm saying, some people just want to feel like, you know, I know the ideals in communism and socialism, you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to have that, you feel I me? Mean? The hierarchy, yeah. That type of 
hierarchy, like I'm better than you. We all on the same level, you know. We sharing money, you know. This 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 like you know slight difference between socialism and communism, and so like how do we? Because that's a human element. How do we eliminate you know people from trying to be like one up in somebody else? And the other part of the question is, do we have any examples in 2020 where these ideals have been implemented and they? are ongoing now? I can answer that question. Go ahead. Oftentimes we talk about socialism and communism. We talk through it in the lens of whiteness or have it happen in white history. Um, mm. And we kind of view it in the sense of after post-Marx or Karl Marx um, and Eagles. Right. And all the, we, do, we don't talk about... That's what I was going to say, too. We don't talk about how it was performed in Africa. Because right. communism... Before it was contextualized, it was performed in Africa, like in different tribes and ethnic groups. Um, there was this one former slave, Equiano, he talked about it. He was like, hey, we, nobody owned property. <laughs> no, no, we all made sure nobody was homeless. We made sure everybody was safe. We made sure there was no class. There has a system of accountability where everybody was safe. Um, um, you know, just different things. Even though it may not be looked at what we contextualize as communism right now, they have very close elements to it. And with right. colonization, like, that's what a lot of tribes did. Even when you look at um, so southern, western part of Africa, it's like, they had a lot the of... The Bushmen, tribes. yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Bushmen, the Bushmen. Yeah, it's just like, it, it's been implemented so many, for thousands of years, but people don't... Right. Say thousands of years. I don't know how long it's been implemented, but it has been shown in history, but we know history is racist, so we don't. Our people have the pedagogy of history, and you you don't even got to go back to. You can look at some of the Native American cultures in America, like yo, like these niggas would go out, they would hunt, and they would do all these other. They would share like they 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 hunt, they would share their medicines and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. So and they didn't have like this like uh like you know like I mean you know like like they, like it wasn't like a big centralized government or no shit like that. It wasn't like oh, I'm doing this and it's just for me and shit like that. A lot of people used to, you know, like I was, there's a video on YouTube where they talk about like the Bushmen and stuff and how they go out and they hunt and how they, they plant and stuff. And then, you know, they were, they were like a nomadic people. A lot of them were, you know what I'm saying? So they would, they would like to move around and shit like that and, and, and gather crops and hunt and stuff like that. And they, they shared all that. They even had like a thing where like somebody would come back with a kill and what they would do is they would talk shit about the nigga so he wouldn't get the big head and be like, oh, like, you know, like, I'm there. They'd be like, ah, this is all right, this is all right, or whatever. But, like, kind of like, like what WKC was saying, like, this shit's been practiced for thousands of years and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, or in other societies across, like, the world that's non-white. And, like, right. people don't know about it, you know? Right. So, I, I just think, like, you know... Um, getting people to do it is going to be like on a mass scale or on a countrywide scale. It's like, it's really, you know, because you guys give, give um, good examples on a smaller scale mm-hmm. in a smaller community and a tribe and whatnot. But like on a granular scale, when it comes to like a nation, you know, like even with, let's say the most, like one of the most obvious countries, um, China calls himself a communist country. But we know. I say the most. I say the most obvious is uh, like the most socialist would probably be Cuba, bro. Like China is. Yeah, yeah like in, even in Cuba, right? Even in, uh-huh. okay, so let's use Cuba, right? Even in Cuba, they got this hierarchy. Um, they say they are for the people, but like, but clearly they have a government, and the government controls everything. And like, 
it's not like a decentralized type of situation. Right. Yeah. And okay, so can I can I can I speak to that point real quick? So like the thing about it is, and I think this is one of the things that like uh Vladimir Lenin and like a lot of them niggas who did the Bolshevik Revolution in 1917, because it was like when they got when they did the Bolshevik Revolution in 1917, they was like, okay, we got Russia down. Like now we need to just have like worldwide revolution. But it don't work like that. And the reason it don't work like that, well at least like, yeah, the reason it don't work like that is because so like okay, let's say let's say let, let, let's use Cuba then, right? Let's say so Fidel take over in 1960 or whatever, and they had the communist revolution and all this other kind of stuff, woo woo, right? They can wither away the state, but if you have a bunch of other hostile countries in the area like America, like the Dominican, like whoever, right? Like if you wither away the state, what's going to stop America or other hostile nations from invading Cuba? And stealing like they rubber or what, and then they sugar and like all like you know you see what I'm saying. So it's yeah, like right. reasons that it's hard for them to transition like right to a communist society is because they have to be able to uh, protect themselves. You right. know what I'm saying? Like because if you do that shit, then uh, like immediately, then other countries are just going to come in and capitalize off of that shit. Yeah, and so like, is like all or nothing. It's, it's kind of like that's why I always tell people it's like, are you? Truly examining true communist countries or communist places, are you? Are you just repeating propaganda of people? What people say is communism, right? It's all about like, oh, Cuba, China, Russia. I'm like, read what's communism. Uh, (laughs) And sit down. It's like, are they truly communists? It's like, uh, yo, every other nation, because you know, Bam a Haitian, you a Haitian. I'm like five generations removed. <laughs> but I was having this conversation the other day with somebody where I was like, yo, Haiti is often like said to be like the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. And I know like they had that, uh, like they had those presidents, the dude and his son who was like stealing money in the 90s. Baby Doc. Baba Doc. Yeah, yeah. Oh, five years. Right. But um, I think like one of my things was like, bro, like, I would like for Haiti to try to adopt the Cuba model. And I would say this, Cuba went through like a a real crisis in the 1990s when the Soviet Union fell because that was their largest trading partner. And they had like an embargo from the United States and a lot of other wealthy nations on earth. But they were able to turn inward and say like, okay, well look, we, you know, we're not getting like the, the revenue and like all this other type of shit from trading with the Soviet Union and stuff. We had to figure out a way to sustain our society without like all the resources that we were used to getting. And it took them like a few years, but then now like they were able to. And, like, I mean, like I said, Cuba is a poor country, but I love to point out that like, yo, like they got a higher literacy rate in the United States. They got universal health care and shit like that. They didn't handle this COVID shit way better than we didn't handle this shit. You know what I mean? They got free college and all this other type of shit. I'm not sure everybody gets a chance to go, but they got free college and all this other type of shit. Niggas not coming out in debt and all this other type of shit. And um, so, like, I've often, and granted, I say I, I say that Haiti should adopt Cuba's model without, you know, like, actually saying, like, well, okay, the reason that Cuba adopted their model is because Fidel and them actually came and overthrew the government. And, right. On their second, second attempt. Right, yeah, you're right. They second attempt because at first he got arrested and then he got exiled to Mexico or he left after they, they got him out of jail or whatever. And yeah. so like um 
it's just, I think that like something like that would actually help Haiti, at least take care of their citizens and stuff. Like I said, it's crazy because like when you look during colonization, like Haiti was like the most wealthy colony on earth. Like with all the sugar and shit that they produce for the French. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, you know, they like they had those resources back then. They could you they could do a lot of that shit now. Like exporting sugar, which I'm sure that they do. But it's like the shit is not really trickling down. I got a uh, I got a friend who um went to Florida State and I think her uncle is the ambassador from Haiti to America. Yeah. And like yeah. uh she uh she was telling me like, yo, like Whenever I go to his house, he got like a mansion. He got security guards and like and that's how that's how it was in Haiti. Exactly, right. the food is fresh and all this other. And I'm hearing all this shit. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, ah, I remember this shit, man. Like when they had the earthquake and shit, niggas was telling me how poor everybody was, and I was reading about people eating them sand sandwiches and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's obvious that like a lot of the shit, some of the wealth they getting. It's not a lot of that shit not being trickled down like to the exactly. people in like Port au Prince or Cap Francis or wherever, man. So like, yeah, I wish they would adopt another model to help them like help their people like live better. No, I'll just, I'll just say eat rich at this point. I'm like, I'll say exactly how it was like when I went to Haiti. It was exactly that way. Like just yeah. so like, we only have a few minutes left, but um, we those like literally I had never seen this shit before. It was like yeah. mansions by the beach, across the street, like literally across the street is people with no water, barely have homes. It's like, they, people like people on the beach are literally have security guards, like have everything up, posted. And I'm like, across the street, people don't have light, don't have nothing. Like, you know, yeah. like, and you know what's crazy, crazy different part of Hades? It's like, yo, there's literally little societies where all the diplomats come, all the people from UN come, um, the travel, like, that's why I'm like, if we had more time, we would have talked about the travel um, industry. But I would say, like, it is wild how much wealth, the wealth gap in Haiti is, like, how big. You can tell, like, where all the wealth is going to. Right, right. And you know what's crazy, bro? We got that shit right here in America, dog. Like, yeah. South Central is legit, like, 25 minutes from the beach, bro. <laughs> like, that, like that, that, I don't know if y'all seen that, uh, that Fantastic Voyage video from fucking Coolio G. When a nigga yeah. got like a map, he got a map, and that shit say the hood, and they got an X, and they say the beach, and they got another X, and it's just like an arrow. That shit, like, that shit right there, bro. So it's like, man, you got niggas, and, and, and Tupac said this shit too about the White House, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got the fucking big ass White House and shit, they got security there, and, and Lord knows what else, whatever else there, and, and, and WKC, you live in DC, you can probably speak to this shit. Right down the street from the motherfucking White House is the hood. Right. Yeah. Hey. It's kind of gentrified now, but um, oh, is it gentrified now? Yeah, it's it's That's a whole. Net. I mean, I'm not sure about the White House. Yeah. I haven't been around the White House in a minute, or I don't think I've ever been by the White House. To be real, like I don't give a fuck about like Americans, like colors or stuff like that. So, oh, I, I don't blame. Hey, hey yeah, I never, I never took interest in the White House. Nice. I was just like, okay, but um, I just do. I do know like DC is kind of like. It's becoming super gentrified. Like mm-hmm. housing prices is on ten. Like I don't know why people. I'm not gonna say I don't know why people, why people live there or want to live there. But um, and you can see little pockets of the hood. Um, you can see a little like and people don't really like talking about that part of these. Don't like we, we people call it the southeast part or it is the southeast part. 
um, people don't like talking about it, but just like DC is. If you ever go, you'll see like it's hella gentrified. Like I never seen. I can. I think that's one main reason I don't like living. Yeah, I feel you. You just like you know. see the shit. Yeah, I don't know if you ever been to Oakland before, bro. But it's sad. Like, and I ain't, you know, like, um, I heard it's bad in New Orleans, too. I ain't been to Louisiana much since I left. But, bro, I was in Oakland last week for work, bro. And it's like, you would be in, like, the hood, dog. I'm talking about graffiti everywhere, potholes and shit. You see a bunch of white girls walk around this motherfucker with purple, green, and pink in their head and shit, walking their dogs. And you're like, bro, like, this like this East Oakland. Like, what are you doing here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's bad, bro. I, and honestly, and, hey, somebody say this. Every leftist got a little arsonist in them. I'm like, niggas, yeah. how we stop gentrification? I'm like, well, you see, your local government has sold you out to developers and shit like that. They ain't stopping it. If you really want to stop gentrification, hey. Burn the shit down. Yeah, exactly. When the motherfuckers coming up, you, you go there in the middle of the night and you set that shit the fuck on fire. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Scared to develop in this damn neighborhood, man. Number one reason, number one way to destroy um, stop gentrification is burn the shit down. Like burn down these stores, burn down these gentrified stores, burn down these rad ass restaurants. You know, burn burn all the shit down. Burn down these empty houses. Burn out all of it. Right. Ruin the property value so people don't c- want to come to there. Make them white like, people scared to live next to your ass. Fuck them. Exactly. Like yeah, that's what, man. But I want, we're about to close out, so I want to ask you if you have like any shameless plugs that you have in uh, that you want to promote or give a shout out to if you give a shout out to your personal things like you have Instagram page you want to talk about or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, really you know, got I will say this, man. Um, you know, I tell you, I'm a member of IWALK, the Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee, and so I want to give a shout out to my boy Kevin, man. He's still on lockdown and shit. And uh, my man been in the hole for like three months and shit, man. They say he got into a fight with some security guards and shit. But and like my man was about to get out in like less than a year and shit like that. And they said they trying to give him another twenty years for that shit. So yeah. I just want to say free my nigga Kevin. Like you know he say the security guards came booting up to him and shit like that. So man, fuck you know, you know like not security guards, the COs, the correctional officers. And so I just want to say, man, free my nigga Kevin. Um, I also want to say just to anybody listening to this shit, they say that life is short. But life is really the longest thing you got if you think about it. So enjoy your shit, man. Like, don't, you know, don't just like if you got goals and shit like that, if you got shit that you want to do, don't let being poor stop you from doing that shit, man. Like, off the flap. Like, enjoy yourself, enjoy your life. You know what I'm saying? I, I, ain't, I ain't no no believer, no Christian kind of nigga, no, you know, anything like that. So, this is the only thing you got, bro. So, just be happy with this shit. Do what you can do to make yourself happy. Be smart. You know what I'm saying? But don't let certain shit hold you back in life like being poor because guess what most of us poor most of us ain't got shit you know what i'm saying but don't let it stop you from living your life also like i was stressing earlier organize join a group do all that type of shit bro because that's where the real change is gonna come from man and uh and uh, fuck, uh fuck fuck joe Biden, fuck kamala harris and fuck donald trump Woo! <laughs> Yo, this is this is probably the most that's probably the most dramatic ending to this episode. To a episode we ever had. So we thank you for that. No um, problem. Yo, appreciate you joining us, David, for the um, for the podcast and, and we're gonna go ahead and sign out. All right, man. Hey man, y'all boys take care. Yeah, you too, bro. Peace. Peace.